Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. Today's episode of the A-Game Podcast is brought to you by Naked Warrior Recovery CBD. Go to nicknicknick.com slash links, look under affiliates, and you can click on your code to get discounted all-natural CBD from Naked Warrior Recovery CBD. It will take you to that link, bring you to their site, and you'll be able to shop around and look for all types of different ways to get some of the most natural, effective CBD on the market. They have drops, they have uh, topicals, they have gummies, they have... Um, gel tabs, they have now greens and energy drinks and shirts and swag and all kinds of different things. The website is growing every single day. If you have not tried CBD consistently for 30, 60 days, or you have tried it, but you've been taking that diluted or that weird gas station crap you were missing out, it is a miracle drug for inflammation, sleep, anxiety, all kinds of different things. It has worked wonders for me. If you have nagging pains and inflammation from lifting weights or boxing or doing jujitsu for years, this is something you definitely want to try consistently for 30, 60 days. You will be amazed at how some consistent use of this can change. Put in promo code AGAME at checkout to get 20% off from Naked Warrior Recovery, owned by a Navy SEAL, William Brannon. Check it out. Support him. Support the cause. Support your body. Get some CBD in you. Also, go to nicknicknick.com. Look around over there, and you can actually uh, see a bunch of different ways we can work together, and you can also get our free ebook. So if you're interested, it's a nice, easy, quick read. It is how the real estate market has changed because of the coronavirus in the last six months or so. Uh, get that free on our website or cheap on Amazon, but you can go right to the website at nicknick.com and get your free ebook. Lastly, if you're looking to get involved in real estate and you want to start getting some investments, getting some assets on your books, getting some cash flow, getting some experience, start now. Do not wait. You will not be happier, especially with everything that's going on. I don't know anybody who gets into real estate and says, I wish I waited longer. It's a great time to get in. We have all kinds of opportunities coming up every single day. If you're looking to buy properties from me, if you're looking to sell properties to me, or if you're looking to partner or JV somehow and figure out how we can get involved with your beginning starting out, or you have some experience already and you're looking to just scale up or find a passive way to be an investor, there's all kinds of different ways we can make that happen. Reach out to me directly if you're interested in any opportunities through any of our social media channels at nicknicknick.com slash links or just email me podcast at nicknicknick.com or click through some of the uh, ways to contact us on the website, nicknicknick.com. Thank you very much. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Looking forward to this episode with Dr. Sam Bakhtiar. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a great one. He's a very successful guy, very inspirational story. Hope you get a lot out of it. Don't forget to rate and review if you get a chance on iTunes. It goes a long way for the show. Enjoy. Have a great week. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is the founder of the One Percenter Podcast, author of Total Body Transformation Secrets, also author of Becoming 
a one percenter. He's a multi-million dollar entrepreneur, CEO and founder of One Percent Nutrition Supplements Company, CEO of the fitness franchise Camp Transformation Center with over a hundred locations. He is a 23-time bodybuilding champion and specializes in helping people get to the top one percent in anything and everything in every aspect of their life, as well as a proud husband, father of two beautiful girls, Mr. and Dr. Sam Bakhtiar, welcome to the A-Game Podcast. Thank you very much for connecting and coming on today. Oh, Nick, thank you so much for the privilege and honor of being on your show. I'm excited to have you on, man. I've been uh, I've been following you on Instagram. I've been looking at a lot of the stuff you're doing. I mean, your gyms, your story, everything about you is uh, absolutely everything that I try to embody in this podcast with people that obviously just bring their A-Game. And you have done that since the beginning all the way up to today and continue to do so. Um, I'm very excited to to hear your story and share your story with everybody, but I want to start initially with your background. So if you can give people just a little bit of a 30,000 foot view of where you come from, and then we'll start to build it out from there, because there's probably 50 different directions we can go over the next hour. Yeah, Nick, um, you know, thank you so much for that great introduction. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm basically your typical immigrant story. You know, I came to America from a third world country called Iran. We escaped the regime and we we're getting bombed on by Saddam Hussein every night. So we came to America in 1985, you know, and when I was 11 years old and I thought when I was coming to America, you know, I thought I was coming to Beverly Hills. And back then they didn't have Google or, you know, Yahoo or anything like that. So the only way I could do my research is I was watching American TV shows, you know, like Dallas and Dynasty and the 18. I think Nick, I think you might be too young for that. You know, no, I remember those, man. My parents watched them all the time. And so, in, you know, in those episodes, man, everybody had, you know, Bentleys and mansions and everybody was a multimillionaire. So I thought in America, everybody was multimillionaire. And uh, little did I know, we came to America. We went to see my uncle. My uncle was the only relative we had. And my uncle lived in a very poor neighborhood in a little town called Sharon, Pennsylvania. And I, when we came in, I was the only minority in the entire town. And my uncle owned a convenience store in the ghetto. And I mean, my first impression of America was abandoned building, abandoned factories, uh, pimps, prostitutes, and drug dealers outside of my uncle's store, you know, in the ghetto. And it was, it was a real shock. You know, I didn't speak English. Um, I didn't know the American culture. You know, my clothes were different than everybody else's. When I went to school, I got bullied. I got beat up. I got called every name possible. You know, it was tough. You know, that story always sticks out to me because people that are here that have a lot going for them initially, there's momentum in their favor. They have money, they have support, they have all these things. They make all these excuses not to move forward or or play the victim of how hard things are for them. And I hear so many stories and meet so many people through doing the podcast and masterminds that come over from other countries and they make a life for themselves here. And they're starting in such a worse spot with so much stacked against them. And I really feel like that character of dealing with adversity young just calluses you to be able to build up. And something as basic as last year, I went to Italy and it was the first time that my eyes were really open to the fact that I went there and didn't know how to speak their language. And they not only knew how to speak theirs, and mine, but they were speaking like three or four or it gave me a whole new appreciation for people who come over here and realized that I, I was the lazy one. I should have been able to go like, oh, you know, I'm coming there expecting them to cater to me. So I have a huge respect for somebody who's able to go and do that. And I know that you coming through, was it hard learning the language and adapting like that? Because obviously you've speaking it perfectly today. Yeah, you know, it was very hard, you know, not only learning the language, but just adapting to the culture, you know, you know, 
when we come here in America, we were we were somebody in our old country. You know, we had friends, we had family, and you know, we had we were somebody. All of a sudden, you come to a new country. Nobody knows you. You're nobody. You know, and it, it's it's kind of hard. You know, you know, starting from zero. You know, especially when you have, like I said, we had no money. You know, uh, you know, uh, we literally came here with one luggage, five hundred dollars, me and my mom. You know, and uh, so it was, it was it was tough. You know, adjusting. You know, at one point, you know, I told my mom I'm going to go back to my old country because I hated America. Because getting bombed on well, to me was much better choice than being bullied and being picked on and being beat up and and not belonging. I didn't feel like I belong, and that's one of the six human needs. You know, you want to feel like you belong and people like you. And I didn't feel that. But um, looking back, all of those things has made me who I am today, made me more resilient, you know. And again, you know, Steve Jobs said that um, you can't connect the dot moving forward, but you can always connect the dot moving backwards. When I look back at my life, you know, Nick, all the times that I was devastated, all the times that I thought, oh, my God, this is it. All the times I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. You know, later on became my superpower, became the best thing that happened to me, you know, and looking back at everything now, looking back at my life, oh, my God, man, God had a plan for me. And even though his plan was much bigger than mine, you know, he's, his plan was much bigger than what I had planned for myself. And I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it, you know, because I really thought so many times, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. This sucks. Why me? Why me? Why me? And this is something I always say, man, you know, God always put obstacles in front of you to see if you're worthy of his blessing, you know, and, um, and to me, if you quit, that means that you don't have faith in God. I 100% agree with that. You know, um, I, I trained with Matt Sarah, UFC legend, and he's got a saying on his wall at his jiu-jitsu gym that just says a black belt is a white belt that never quit. And I think about that with everything, you know, whether it's bodybuilding or investing or, or anything, people always starting out make excuses. And I go like, look, if everybody that you see here that's successful quit when things got hard, nobody would ever accomplish anything. But again, they're not coming from another country with a suitcase of, and 500 bucks. What was that like? Do you remember that feeling? I mean, was it scary or was it one of those things where you were hopeful because again at that point you thought you were coming over to beverly hills and the tv land of uh, the united states i was hopeful you know i was hopeful i was never scared you know I, I was always i was always hopeful i always looked at the bright side of things you know and you know hey we come in america you know we're going to go to, to you know the greatest country in the world you know and we're going to make it i didn't know how you know but i knew that look everybody says america is the greatest country in the world you know that's where the land of the free home of the brave that's where everybody, you know, has opportunities. See, I came to America because I want an opportunity. No matter how hard I worked, you know, in my former country, you know, I was limited. I was limited. I, I, you know, I could work around the clock and not sleep. I wouldn't be rewarded for it. And uh, that's why I love America. That's why I love this country. I don't care what's going on in our, in our country right now. I know we're divided and people say this and people say that, you know. It's the greatest country in the world. I don't want to live in a socialistic country. You know, I don't want to live in a communistic country. I want to live in America where, you know, I can go and I work all day. You know, I can I can study. I can I can learn new skills. I can solve problems for people. And I want to get better rewarded for it. I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be treated the same person, uh, treated the same and have the same opportunity as somebody who doesn't want opportunities. I don't want somebody who sit down here on the couch you know, and just drink beer all day and, and, and watch TV and watch Netflix all day, you know, have the same things as me. I just don't want, I just don't want that. I want to be able to, to write my own history, not have somebody else 
you know, write my history for me. I think that that's exceptional, man. And coming from uh, the, your your background, was it your your mom that gave that to you? Because I know you said that there was, you know, there was times that you were doubting yourself and that you were negative and the why me. But obviously, you've trained yourself to slap those thoughts out and push them aside and think positive and not make yourself have that victim mentality. Is that something you've had to train yourself over years? Or is that something you learned from your mom? Yeah, you know, my mom, you know, taught me three principles very early on, very early on, you know, that changed my life. And that happened right after I got cut from the basketball team because they didn't have a football team. And I mean, real football, not American football, soccer, you know. <laughs> You know, they didn't have, you know, soccer in Sharon, Pennsylvania. So when I got, I tried out for the basketball team. I never knew how to play basketball. I got cut from the basketball team. 22 people, 23 people tried out. 22 people made it. One person didn't make it. And that was me. So I remember going home, crying to my mom, you know, says, I want to go back. This country sucks. And she sat down to me and she, she caught, uh, she taught me three concepts. She said, Sam, she goes, first of all, we can't go back to the old country. You know, we came here as refugees. We escaped the country. She said, we can't go back to the old country, you know, and a concept that I know now called burning the boats, right? Kind of concept now that, you know what, sometimes you got to give yourself no way back. See, a lot of us these days, man, you know, we want things easy. And when things, all of a sudden you have a little bit of friction, things start getting a little wrong. Guess what? We want to go back to our little comfort zone. We want to get it back and start sucking on our pacifier and go back to our little comfortable blanket and just say, oh, no, poor me, poor me, poor me, you know, so... So she taught me that. Secondly, she said, Sam, do you really want to play basketball? Is that what you want to do? She, I said, Mom, they don't have my sport. I got to learn something. I got. I want to play sports. And she sat down and told me, Sam, you can be whoever you want and achieve whatever you want as long as you're willing to pay the price. Are you willing to work hard? Are you willing to pay the price? You know, and I was like, yes, ma'am. And then she told me, okay, let's put a plan together. And to this day, to this day, every single day, Every single night before I finish my work, I put a battle plan together for nice a battle plan for today, you know, and um, and so, you know, it, it, everybody has a plan. Everybody has a wish. Everybody has a goal. But every single day you either win or you lose. Here's the problem. So many people, so many people that go through a day. And they don't, know, they don't know if even they won or they lost. They don't know the score. They don't know the score. They don't have something to gauge it by, okay? And I always ask people, what do you need to do every day to win? Well, you know, because if you win one day at a time, you eventually will win the week. You win one week at a time, you eventually will win the month. You win one month at a time, you eventually will win the year. And eventually you're going to win life. See, people are way, looking way too ahead. Here's, here's what people do wrong. They either look back in their past, you know, and they have all these regrets, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they have all these regrets, could have, would have, should have, right? And since you can't go back in the time capsule and change the past, you can't worry about the past, you know, you know, you know, you can't worry about it, you can't change it. So you, what all you have, all you can do is learn from it and move on and make sure you don't repeat any mistakes and everything you've done in the past that you, you know, you might regret today. You actually can't regret. You say, hey, it was a learning lesson. I don't care how bad you messed up. You know, it was a learning lesson. Also, so many people, including me back in the day, I used to just worry and have anxiety because I was living in the future. I was living in the future. So, oh, my God. You know, I was living in fear. What, what if this happened? What if that happens? What if this happened? What if that happened? You know what? You can't predict the future. You can't predict it. Right. 
since you can't predict the future, you can't go in a time capsule and predict and see what's going to happen later on. You can't worry about it because that's where anxiety lives. Anxiety lives in the future. Depression lives in the past. All you have to do is right here, right now, today. What are you going to do? I could not agree with that more. I think that those are amazing words that I have to tell myself that every day, but I find myself doing that same thing and getting myself into a little bit of a frenzy. And then I have to slap myself and say, what do I have to do today? And just take those bites and have those wins. But there's a few things that I definitely want to jump off of, of exactly what you just said. But one of them I'll skip ahead because I think it's super important. You mentioned that your mom told you you could do anything you want in life as long as you're willing to commit to it and put the work in. And I think it's really interesting because you had somebody that you valued their opinion and loved them and looked up to them give you that green light. And everybody grows up wanting to do things that are going to change the world. They want to be athletes. They want to own a hundred gyms. They want to be a shredded bodybuilding champion. But something happens earlier in life that everybody just accepts that they can't do that. They're never going to do that. They're just going to go get a nine to five. They're going to get a desk job and work until they die. And I, I'm always obsessed with where did that go wrong? How did that happen? And I don't know if it's necessarily that everybody gets lazy because they think the work's too hard or it comes down from some mindset thing from other people that didn't achieve their goals. But you obviously did it. What, what do you attribute that to? Well, I mean, uh, just being resilient. Look, I come from, like I said, you know, when you were born in opportunity, you don't see opportunity. <laughs> you see it, you, you see it at, it's, it's something that's normal. You know what I mean? You see it as normal. When you were born and you were in a round place that had no opportunity, well, shit, I mean, Nick, I thought getting bombed on every night was normal because I, I grew up ever since I was three years old. Every night there were sirens and people were getting bombed. Oh, it's not a night, it's not a bombing. You know, so I got, you become used to your environment. And if you're in a, in, a, in a place like America where it's just opportunities everywhere, you're blind to it because it's just an, another normal day to you. But if you take somebody like me who was poor, there's no opportunity. All I want is just a little, you know, little gap in the in the defense, and I'm going for that home run. You know what I mean? And and, and I, all I see is opportunities. All I see is thing. I mean, I, you know, I've never been when I came to America for the first, first time when I went to the grocery store. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, they got all this sixty hundred different types of cereals. You know, every single type of fruit, every single type of cheese, every single type of, you know, I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. You know, we used to have to stand in, in line for an hour just to get bread. You know what I mean? And, and now I go to the bread aisle. There's like 600 different types of bread. And, you know, and there's bread in the deli and there's a bread section and there's a cooked bread. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? So that's that's what it is. Again, I, I think as much as people want to. I say this a lot, but people that have not hit their goals yet or have not tasted success yet, when you start to talk to them about mindset, they roll their eyes and they say they don't want to hear it. But the more successful people like yourself I talk to, that just seems to be everything. I mean, even just making that choice of just looking around and seeing opportunity everywhere versus other people go, oh, I'm the victim. There's nothing. I can't do this. I can't do that. And, you know, I, th I think that that's a huge thing, which is, is fascinating to me because as much as they don't want to hear that, the most Googled YouTube videos and the, the best podcast and the, the Tony Robbins thing next week has people all over the world that are looking for people to give them that mindset. So um, how often are you doing things to help train your mind and keep yourself positive? And like you said, write down that battle plan every day, because I think people don't realize that 
even the the strongest minded people, it's like exercise. You have to keep doing it over and over again and train yourself. And, you know, those bad thoughts, I don't think for anybody go away. You just get better at controlling them. 100%, man. I mean, we're trained to survive. So we're trained to look at adversity. You know, we, we, we're trained to respond to bad news. I mean, you know, I've tested this. Same body of email. One of the subject lines said good news. The other one said bad news. Bad news got twice the open rate of the good news. Huh. Same subject line. You know what I mean? Because people want drama. People want to see what's going on. Why do, why do you think, you know, you know, there's a lot of good things happening in the world. Do the news cover any good news? No, because nobody wants to watch good news. You don't want to see the drama and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, 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 and all that. And, you know, my response to you saying somebody who's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. The reason that they're not doing what they're supposed to do and they have that mindset, honestly, because they fear. They're scared. They're scared to, to, to fail. They're scared to move forward. They're scared of success. They're scared of what other people think. They're scared of, you know, you know, getting the door shut in their face. You know, they're scared of, you know, people laughing at them. You know, it's called fear. And the biggest, the, the best book on that subject is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. You know, and also another book I recommend for people who are stuck with uh, their inner dialogue. You know, because you have 3,000 conversations with yourself every single day, <laughs> 3,000 conversations. So you got to learn how to talk to yourself before you can learn how to talk to other people. You know, you, you might you have a few conversations a day, maybe 100 conversations with people, but you have 3,000 conversations with yourself every day. So if you're not talking to yourself the right way, man, you're going to be a hard time, you know, getting anywhere. So the book, you know, the book that I recommend on that is, is life-changing. It's changed my life. It's called What to Say to Yourself When You Talk to Yourself. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just been an amazing resource for that. As far as my, my, what, what I do, you know, you know, I, you know, I have my mornings, you know, nobody, I don't let nobody mess with my mornings. I get up at 4 a.m. I read my goals. I read my gratitude list. I hit the gym. I take my dog for a two mile walk. I take my vitamins, start my work, you know, and I have a routine. I have a success routine. I have, you know, I have what I call, you know, that the million dollar morning formula. You know that that I do every single day, and I don't break it. I don't break it, and I know if I can anchor my day, everything else will fall in place. I love that. And the more I talk to people that have those morning routines, I know there's that counter out there lately that people are like, "I sleep until 10 a.m." But I mean, I got up at 4 a.m. today, and the days that I don't do that, I feel like I'm. You know, if I sleep till eight, I feel like the day's chasing me. I'm already behind. And there's something tranquil about getting up in those hours when it's still dark and everything's quiet. And it's just you and the dog in your brain. You know, I love that, man. I'm very productive during those hours. You know, Nick, I, I used to think that everybody needs to get up early in the morning and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? I've learned over the years as I got older, you know, my schedule might not be, you know, good for somebody else's time. And, you know, different people operate differently. You know, so me getting up at 4 a.m., I'm not saying you got to get up at 4 a.m. to be successful. No, I'm not saying that. But you got to have a plan. You got to have a rhythm. You know, like, like, like let's just, you know, you know, you see NBA players, right? You know, uh, let's just say, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, you know, rest in peace. When you saw him get on a free throw line, right? He had a ritual before he threw the three free throw. Every every basketball player has a ritual. Okay, I don't know what, what is the look at the, you know, bounce the ball three times, spin it, look at the hoop, and then boom, whatever that is. Now, look at Michael Jordan. He has a ritual, but it's not the same as Kobe Bryant. He has his own ritual when he gets in the free throw line. He maybe maybe bounce the basketball four times, look left. Look right, you know, roll the shoulder, then hit it. Whatever that ritual is, come up with a ritual. Don't wing life. 
Come up with a success formula that works for you. 4 a.m. doesn't work for you. I don't care. I don't care what time you get up. I don't care what time. As long as you have a plan and you have a ritual, you know, and, um, you know, people don't understand things. Little things done correctly over time will give you immense results. Also, little things done incorrectly over time will lead to disaster. Pick what you want to do. First, you make habits. Then habits make you. I think that that's brilliant. And touching on exactly that, I think if you don't form those habits and study them, you don't know where you're going wrong and you don't know where you're going right. Because it's like you said, those little things every day, if you're not tracking and you're not doing the same thing, how do you know what's working? How do you know what's not working? You know, it's it's very interesting stuff. And, you know, I, I know for you, similar to my story, it seems like athletics and fitness really help shape your life and change your life. I love to hear the story about how you transitioned into fitness. So, and I'm going to obviously put your show notes on there, but if people look at your Instagram, you are shredded, you know? So obviously it's a big piece of who you are. You live what you preach and how you help other people as well. So I was very big into bodybuilding and exercising before I started getting into martial arts and obviously it all plays in together. So tell a little bit about your transition of how you got into fitness. Ever wanted to play the drums or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-482-0167. Again, text drummer to 833-482-0167 for your free drum lesson. So yeah, you know, it, it, like I said, everything that I became, it was because of devastation put pushed me to it. With devastation turned into a blessing, you know. When I got cut from the basketball team, when my mom put a plan together, she goes, Sam, after you get out of school, go to boys club and go practice basketball, become better at basketball, and then try out next year. That was our plan. Remember the battle plan. So I went to the boys club to get better at basketball. Then I found weightlifting. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. You know, I'm like, these guys are all buffed, all look like, you know, Arnold and Sylvester Stallone back then, those movies were hot. And I was, I was staring, I was always looking at the Rocky movies and Arnold movies and how, how, you know, muscular they were. So I started lifting weights and man, you know, you know, at first, man, I couldn't even do the bar. You know, I'm like 13 years old, 12, 13 years old. I can't even lift the bar. I came home. I was so sore the next day. I thought I'd die, you know, and uh, I never forget that, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I started going in there and, all these big guys, they were so nice. They took me under their wing. They saw these little scrawny 12-year-old, 13-year-old, and I probably felt bad for me. Hey, let me show you what to do. Let me show you how to eat. You know, next thing you know, you know, I started developing these baby muscles. You know, I started looking at me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got a little thing sprouting here. That's pretty cool, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I fell in love with lifting weights and working out because not only for what it did for me as a physical part and the physical transformation, but it really taught me consistency. It taught me hard work. It taught me perseverance. It literally changed my perspective on things, you know, and um, I saw that, you know, I didn't get strong overnight. I had to go over and over and over and over again. And I didn't start developing muscles overnight. I had to go repeat, rinse, repeat the process, rinse, repeat the process, rinse, repeat the process. 
But I saw that if I stuck with a routine and I stuck with the process, things started happening. And that's the basis of everything in my life, including my business. I put a plan together, I put a plan together, and I stick to the plan no matter how I feel. See, most people, they put a plan together, just like we all do New Year's you know, resolution. <laughs> you know, we go for a, a week or two, but then one day it's too cold, or one day, oh my God, I got a little throat thing going on. Oh my God, I got, I'm going to have a busy day. Oh, I didn't you know, sleep well last night. Oh, I had a party. Last, I came in home late last night. The next thing you know, that whole thing goes goes out the door, you know, and uh, I learned that consistency and planning is one of the key, one of the things that you need to do to be successful because your goals don't care about how you feel. Man, those those words are just echoing as things that have helped me over the years. And it's it's funny because that same story, I love the the camaraderie that comes from any of that, whether it's the, the weightlifting circle, the nutrition circle, the jiu-jitsu circle. But if I didn't have somebody the first day like you had, they came over, I probably would have never gotten to that point. And I remember being embarrassed walking into the gym and literally struggling with that same thing that I was trying to balance the bar and I couldn't. And one of my best friends, Billy Schwanneman, who was huge, he looked at me and I was like, man, I can't balance the bar. And he was like, of course you can. And he was just so confident of like, you definitely can do this. And then I went and I lifted like a couple little dumbbells. They were nothing, but he was like, man, why are you so strong? And he, you know, he's kind of building me up there like he was trying to sell a membership, but he made me feel good and he made me feel hopeful and it made me come back. And then like you said, the small victories and having that and people come back the next day. And I think that's like anything in life that you need somebody to tell you, yes, you can balance the bar. Yes, you can lift those weights. You just have to keep coming and showing up and doing it. Um, so transforming now into, obviously you go big with everything, with today's supplements and all the different things that you're so dialed into the, the, the nutrition and the health industry, I've, I lifted, I tried to lift very heavy when I was younger. And then I found that later on, I probably wasn't taking care of my body the right way. And I got tons of inflammation and joint pains from just trying to power lift and not doing things properly. And now I'm doing things like CBD that are helping, but what type of stuff's out there right now for, you know, somebody who's becoming an old timer like me that beat his body up a little bit from lifting the wrong way. Yeah. Well, well I'll tell you what I take you know, as far as, you know, health supplements, you know, um, again, you said something that's, you know, our, you know, our science stood out for me, inflammation, you know, and I've, you know, researched this many times over and over and over again. And I tell you right now, inflammation is cause of all disease, you know, including heart attack, stroke, cancer, you know, and you at all time, you know, we want to keep our inflammation down. Inflammation is basically your body's response. So, hey, something is wrong, right? Something is wrong. And we, we, need, we need to, you know, we need to have inflammation to deal with it. You want to, you know, keep inflammation down and, and, and figure out what the root cause of it is. So, you know, one of the things that I'm doing right now is, you know, I'm doing intermittent fasting. You know, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be as shredded as, as ever, or I'm trying to be as strong as ever, and I'm not trying to be as big as ever. I'm just trying to be as healthy as ever. And intermittent fasting, you know, you know, you know, or or having one meal a day, you know, for me, you know, you know, takes the restrictions down, inflammation down. Uh, I'm mentally clear throughout the day because think about it. Whenever you eat. That's when you kind of get a little lethargic and want to lay down and, and, you know, mentally you're not there. And I don't have to wait. I don't have to worry about oh, what I'm going to eat for breakfast or lunch. I just know I'm going. I'm, I'm going. And I'm, I eat dinner. Um, secondly, as far as supplements are concerned, I take turmeric. You know, um, you know I take turmeric. Um, I take cinnamon. Um, I take vitamin D3. Uh, uh, vitamin, you know, uh, I take, um, uh, what is it called, CoQ10. CoQ10 is an antioxidant, 
you know, and, and, and it, it, it's for your heart, you know, you know, and it really, you know, helps your heart function. Uh, uh, let me see what else I, you know, I, I still take whey protein, you know, and um, I stay away from any stimulants right now. I don't take any stimulants. I don't take any pre-workouts. I don't drink coffee. I just drink water. And I know I'm, I'm oh, I, I take magnesium at night to help my muscles relax to, uh, and, and to help me recoup, you know, from the workouts. That's awesome. Yeah. I hadn't heard of the, the one, the antioxidant, but the rest of this stuff I've definitely been taking and, and it's helping. I'm on a, about four and a half weeks now of like a, a detox with whole, nothing but whole ingredients and no caffeine and stuff. And it is amazing how all the inflammation and the joint stuff all just goes away. I mean, the, I know I've known it for years, but dieting is just such an, an important thing. And I'm seeing now some of the people in my life that are a little bit older, they're having a lot of physical issues. They don't heal as much. And now, especially as they're getting older, the mental stuff, they're having like degenerative brain diseases and things like that, that are, that the first thing the doctor prescribed was you now need to be doing 30 minutes of exercise, more vegetables, more fruit, less sugar, less carbs. And people hear that and people know that, but the drive-through lines are still packed every single night. And, and I feel like people don't want to make that dietary and physical change until something catastrophic happens. What's your advice for people to get ahead of that, to stop that, to be preventative instead of reactive? Well, you know, uh, the reason for that is because of, you know, we live in a now society. We live in a microwave society. We want everything now. We want food now, but we don't want to just take, take a few minutes to go grocery store and actually cook it. You know, we want everything now. We're running, 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 running. We're not taking any time to reflect back and see what's really important, you know. And um, but I mean, one of the biggest success, biggest indicator of uh, success in life in anything is learning to delay gratification, you know. And, uh, you know, you know, people know that, uh, oh, my God, I, you know, they know fast food is not good. They know, you know, they need to eat better. I don't want to delay gratification because fast food is ready right now. I can drive through and get what I want and, and get, you know, get something that tastes good, you know, rather than, oh my God, I got to go to a grocery store and then I got to go pack. I got to bring it. I got to cook it. Who has time for that? Who has time for that? Oh my God. You know, everyone forbid. And uh, we live in a society where, like I said, everything comes to you now, you know, you know, grocery even now goes to, thanks to Instacart, now grocery just appears in your kitchen. You know what I mean? You don't have to, you know, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to eat, Nick, you had to go catch it. You know, so exercise was uh, was built in the food system. You, your body's not designed not to move, you know, be sitting right here in front of the computer. And next thing you know, Pizza Hut appears. Or next thing you know, Jersey Mike's appears. Next thing you know, you know, whatever food that you want in the area appears. Even groceries appear. Not, we're not designed for that. That's why you see a lot of information, a lot of people who are healthy. We're living longer than ever, thanks to advancements in medicine, Okay. However, it's not about how much years you add to your life. It's about how much life you add to your years. That's very well said. I agree with that. Now, your, your books, you're the author of two books. Um, prior, the only ones that I had read were the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia. It was like the first health book. And I would just take it to the gym with me and learn how to like do stuff. But talk about what made you want to write a book and what your books are about. Well, you know, my first book, you know, Total Body Transformation Secrets Revealed, was all about how, all the things that I've learned to transform my body, all the things, you know, uh, that I've done to to be, become the first bodybuilder in history to have a first place title in every single weight class. Nice. And, um, you know, you know, I got first place title in bantam weight, lightweight, middleweight, like heavyweight and heavyweight. You know, I, you know, I won Mr. California, Mr. Pittsburgh, um, Mr. Orange County, you know, uh, runner up Mr. USA. And I'm not saying that to 
to impress anyone, you know, it's just the fact that I just stuck with it, just like you said, you know, you know, uh, an, an, an amateur, you know, a pro bodybuilder, an amateur bodybuilder who never gave up, you know, you know, same, same kind of, same, same sort of kind of thing, you know. Uh, so I, I, I wanted to write a book about that and my experiences. And my last book, uh, my latest book, you know, Becoming a One Percenter, is basically 99 things that I've learned in life so far to become a one percenter. And again, you know, um, when I launched the one percent, you know, uh, brand, I got a lot of lashbacks. You know, uh, you know, I got a lot of lashbacks because I came out with a T-shirt. You know, uh, when I first came out, it says, "I'm a one percenter. The rest of the rest are uh, the 99% are fat and broke." And um, and at first, the way I was thinking about it, I, I thought everybody would get what I'm saying. You know, but apparently, like, if you don't have the, the mindset, you don't. And, and most people don't have the mindset. So it was my bad thinking that people understood the thing. I, you know, I was thinking at a, at, a, at a higher level, you know, so people who got it, they were like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. And people that didn't get it, like, oh, my God, Sam, Sam, you think, you know, you're an asshole. You know, you think you think you're better than everybody because you're rich and you're ripped and you have muscles and you think you look down on us. And I'm like, that's not it at all. I said, I wasn't born with a six pack. You know, I wasn't born rich. You know, I made myself and so can you, you know, and the difference is the mindset is the difference is, you know, the one some a one percenter to me is somebody who makes a decision that they don't like their circumstances, they have a goal and they're willing to do whatever it takes and pay the price, just like my mom taught me. Right. And to me, that's a one percenter because most people, as you know, Nick, you know, they want things, you know, they want success and they want whatever, whatever they want, but they're not willing to put in the work. And to me, the 1% is they're willing to sacrifice. They're willing to delay gratification. They're willing not to be popular to get to with the goal that they want in life. And that's what separates the 1% from the 99%. I love it. You know, I was just talking to Ray Longo, another uh, MMA guy, and, and he's trained champions. And we were talking about people that are successful. And he was like, man, everybody comes in and they want to know the secret. And the secret is, you know, keep showing up. There are no shortcuts. It's, it's putting in the time, putting in the work. And I feel like that, that mentality, as I've, I've listened to a lot of your interviews now, and I remember you saying that from a very young age, you always wanted to be better than average. So I, I love listening to people like that because it looked like you started lifting weights and didn't just say, I want to get in shape. You started lifting weights and went, I'm going to be a world championship bodybuilder. Like, you know, and that that's kind of the same way I think entrepreneurs that want to stick with it think is I got into jujitsu not to go do a match, but to be a black belt or I got into this to be a champion. Again, has that been something that's just been in you naturally from the beginning? I think it's in all of us, Nick. I, th- I think, I don't know, I, you know, let's, you know, let's go and survey, you know, you know, some three, four, five, six, seven year olds. I don't, you know, you know, you know, let's survey them. Let's talk to them. Hey, man, what do you want to do when you grow up? They want to be an astronaut. They want to be, you know, a pilot. They want to, you know, you know, they want to do great things. You know, no three, four, five, six, seven year old will tell you, man, I just want to just chill. I just want to be accurate. You know, I just, I, you know, I'm cool with not doing anything with my life. Nobody, not one of them will tell you that. So God has put, put us on this earth to evolve and become better, not stay the same. I mean, think about it. My German shepherd is the same German shepherd that you would have got 300, 400, five years and five years ago. They haven't evolved, right? But even the human 10 years ago is not the same human today. God has given us the ability to evolve and become better. And if you're not becoming better and you're not evolving, you are disrespecting your creator because we put man on the moon. The dogs didn't do that. We invented the plane and the cars. The cats didn't do that. We invented electricity. Elephants didn't do that. 
So out of all the species, God has given us a superpower. This is our superpower. We can't beat a an, an, an lion or elephant in a fight, <laughs> but our superpower is evolve, being evolved, being able to evolve. And if you're not evolving, man, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you should have been dog. <laughs> I love that. That's very true. Now, you you tend to live all the big principles of, you know, the, the balance of brain, body, business. You're, you have financial health. You have fitness health. And I've heard you say a lot of the same things for, for it all around, that you have to respect your body, but you have to respect your finances. And, you know, going through business, I've heard you talk about being lean, which obviously in in life being lean as well. But I love the analogy you gave about people that are irresponsible and don't respect their money, wind up going broke no matter how much of it you make. For instance, athletes that retire broke, Mike Tyson, $350 million, winds up going bankrupt. So being respectful with your money and delayed gratification is obviously a huge thing. And I think luckily there's people like you out there that are giving that information, but a lot of people learn that from hitting a low and having a rebound. And I know you've had some highs and lows in business. So I'd love to hear a little bit about the business that you've built. And I know you started that first one in the LA fitness. And if you could just talk a little bit about putting that business together and some of the ups and downs to get where you are today, I think it's just an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, we started, you know, we started a business um, in 2000. So everybody says, Sam's overnight success. Well, it's been 20 years, man. It's been 20 years. You know, we started inside of LA Fitness, you know, and then we uh, then got our own location. We started going, you know, after four years, we started our own location. Then when I went to my own location, I'm like, oh my God, I actually need to know how to market. <laughs> need to have, so I had to get coaches and mentors to learn how to market. You know, I was doing fairly well. Recession came, wiped me out. And I literally almost lost everything. My house was in foreclosure. And, you know, uh, you know, at the time that that happened, you know, uh, we were expecting our first child and I had negative $314 in the bank account. So I started making some early success. I lost everything between the period of um, 2008 to 2014. I literally went to work 18, 20 hour days to try to make something happen. Every single day I come up with, with the L, nothing came. 2014, we started getting some traction and, uh, and now you know, we're over 110 locations, an international franchise, our own supplement company. You know, I think revenues exceeded, you know, 30 million across, you know, all the, all the franchises. Not that I made that, you know, across all the, all the um, franchises. And most important thing out of everything, though, is that we are changing people's lives. We're making a difference in the community. You know, and that's what really really at the end of the day is what sits well with me. I think that that's outstanding, man. I've been checking out your website. There's a couple of actually not, not far from me, but coming through that, learning the respect of money, what lessons did you learn from the downside before you built up when everything was really at the bottom? Yeah. So the biggest lesson I learned in life regarding the ups and downs of down, down, you know, of, is, is this, is that life has its seasons, you know, there's spring, there's summer, there's fall, and there's the winter. You know, every, the, the seasons hits everybody. And here's what you have to realize. When it's winter, you have to have faith that summer is around the corner. All you got to do is keep going through winter because spring and summer is around the corner. You can't quit. You can't quit in the cold because you will freeze to death, right? And when it's summer and everything's going good, the sun is out and weather's perfect and all that kind of stuff, you can't expect it that it's always going to be like that fall and winter around the corner. So you have to be ready. So what does that mean? When the economy is good, when things are good, when money's flowing, always prepare for a winter time. And when things are down, when you're, when money's low, when the chips are down, have faith, don't give up, keep going. Winston Churchill said that when you're going through hell, keep going. Eventually the, the hell will stop and you, you, you go somewhere else. I love it, man. And, and, 
I think being around people that have been through that as well has been a huge help for me being in masterminds and all these different groups. And, you know, even like you were saying, when you went into the, the, the gym and you had all the other weightlifters helping you with nutrition and getting you on board. And I've heard you say similar to me that you've paid multiple six figures to be around people that have helped you level up in business and in life. Um, talk a little bit about surrounding yourself with the right people and, and being part of groups and masterminds and things like that to help have that exact conversation with people that have made those mistakes and can help you with the advice on how to have longevity in life and business. Nick, you're always one piece of information away one person away from making your next fortune and from helping a lot of people. If you can't realize that, you can't do it by yourself in this world. If there's people who've already been there, done that, they already know where the turns are, they already know where the potholes are, they already know where things can go wrong. So it's going to be kind of dumb of someone to make mistakes on their own when you can learn from other people's mistakes. If you already traveled the road, you can tell me you know, where to stop, where not to stop, where to go. You know, where, you know, if I'm going across the country, hey, man, watch these traps, these speed traps here, whatever, whatever that might be. You know, so if you want to be successful, you know, you can kind of bootstrap your success by having mentors, joining masterminds and being around people who already been there, done that. Real simple. Yeah, I think that's that's very wise words. And obviously being part of a, a culture and being part of a group has been a huge part of the success of your business. So for people who aren't familiar, can you explain a little bit about what the camp is, how it's different and how important the culture is? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, there is no shortage of gyms, you know, in, in the country, you know, and the camp is just not another gym that you can go in there and pay a membership. And, you know, um, the next, thing you know, the only person that calls you after that is when your credit card uh, number changes. <laughs> You know, um, we want to build a community. We want to help people. We want to help transform people's lives. And so uh, now for people who are listening to this, and if you're wanting to start a business, and I'm going to end with this, Nick, you know, um, that um, if you're starting a business, you got to have a business that, first of all, stands out. Okay. You can't have a me too business. You also want to uh, make sure that you have a business that's based on relationship, not a transaction. You don't want people, you know, you want, you want to treat people relationally, not transactionally. You know, in this day and age where everybody, no matter what you're doing, I don't care if you're a chiropractor, a dentist, or a garbage man, you know, you have competition. Somebody wants your job. Somebody wants to do what you're doing. The only difference is going to come down to how you treat people, how you make people feel. And that's, that's it. I love that, man. And I think the fact that you're putting people first is probably why you guys are exploding and really making a difference and standing out. Well, my, my last question before I let you go, I very much appreciate your time. If you had a time machine, knowing what you know now in life, if a younger Dr. Sam had come up to you and asked you for advice starting out, what advice would you give a younger you today? You know, I'll give him two pieces of advice. You know, uh, you know, the first piece of advice is, um, you know, be careful who you surround yourself with. You know, proximity is power. You hang around with five broke people, you're going to be the fifth one. You hang around five, uh, you know, uh, millionaires, you're going to be the sixth one. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, just be careful, do an inventory of who you hang around with. You know, be very, very careful of that. And the second one will be, you know, learn to delay gratification. You know, learn to stick to your goals and don't give in to instant gratification. If you can do those two things early on, I would have been a billionaire, not a millionaire. Excellent, excellent. Now, lastly, how do people find you? I know you have the onepercenterlife.com, you have the camptc.com, but talk about how people can work with you, find you, uh, contact you. I know you do public speaking, keynote speaking, coaching, all kinds of stuff. Thanks, Nick. You can just Google my name, you know, Sam Bakhtiar, S-A-M-B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R. 
I'm very active on Instagram, you know, and Facebook. And also I have a community number, you know, that anyone can text me. I, I actually text them back myself. The community number is 909-200-4015. Outstanding. I really appreciate your time. I'm very inspired by what you do. You know, I'm a big believer. I always say how you do anything is how you do everything. And obviously you've proven that all the things that you're telling people as far as discipline, consistency, delayed gratification, and putting other people first has paid out personally, professionally, physically, mentally, emotionally, and you really live and breathe all that. And I'm very inspired by everything you're doing. And I very much appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Uh, any final thoughts before I let you go? No, Nick, I appreciate it, man. God bless you. And I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to doing some business with you as well. Awesome. Me too. Very much. Thank you for, for reaching out and we'll definitely be in touch. I hope you have an outstanding day and I will obviously put all your contact information in this and send you over the episode in the show notes. Have thank a very you. great day. Stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you very much for your time, Dr. Sam Bakhtiar. Thank you. 